You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, this is Tim Rice, and this is episode 66 of my podcast, Get Onto My Cloud. When I was in my 20s, exactly 50 Edinburgh festivals ago, Frank Dunlop directed the first professional production of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, which Andrew Lloyd Webber and I had written for one primary school concert in 1968. In the first four years of the work's existence, it began to burrow its way into educational musical syllabi at a modest pace. This we appreciated, but in 1970, we stumbled into overnight success with our double album of Jesus Christ Superstar, and we did not thereafter give our earlier piece the attention it perhaps deserved. Superstar's hefty impact on both record and stage did cause a certain amount of interest within musical circles, at least to the extent that theatricals wondered where these two slightly posh chaps had come from and had they written anything else. Joseph was the only something else available. Although in most quarters we were not unreasonably considered one-hit wonders, I tended to agree with this assessment, Frank Dunlop spotted something he liked in our first biblical effort and got in touch to see if he could make it work for an adult cast and audience. He was perfectly happy with the 30-minute piece as it was, except that he wanted to shift a few pronouns around so that, e.g. the brothers, sang their lines in the first person rather than have great chunks of the piece sung as an oratorio in the third. Fine, we said, and sort of forgot about it, and got on with the superstar circus. Two or three months later, we were amazed to read rave reviews of Frank's production of Joseph at the 1972 Edinburgh Festival. It was playing in a converted ice rink, together with a first act of medieval plays based on the book of Genesis, and was selling out. We'd missed the first night, but managed to make the third or fourth. It was clear that Frank had found a whole new audience for Joseph, 
and in turning the brothers en masse into a brand new character to sing alongside Joseph, Pharaoh, and the know-all narrator, had doubled the humour and added pathos and other plausible characteristics via the eleven-sided fraternity. Plus, he had anticipated the significance of pronouns by about 40 years. Frank's Joseph was, of course, a little over half an hour long. But once we saw that the show had potential beyond schools, we were keen to add new material, particularly, if possible, for the brothers. So we gave them a song in which they attempted to explain to their father Jacob that he was now one son short, Joseph having been tragically killed while wrestling with an unspecified wild animal to save his brother's lives. In short, the song, One More Angel in Heaven, was a pack of lies. quite true, but feel no sorrow, do not grieve, he would not want you to. There's one more angel in heaven, there's one more star in the sky, Joseph will never forget you, it's tough but we're gonna get by. There's one less place at our table There's one more tear in my eye But Joseph, the things that you stood for Like love and peace never die Joseph died as he wished to He answered duty's call He single-handed for that would have killed us all His bloodstained coat is tribute to His final sacrifice His body may be past its peak But his soul is in paradise There is one more angel in heaven There is one more star in the sky Joseph will never forget you It's tough, but we're gonna get by There's one less place at our table There's one more tear in my eye But Joseph, the things that you stood for Like truth and light never die Oh, when I think of his last great battle It takes a man who knows not fear to wrestle go Carve his name with pride and courage, let no tear be shed. If he had not laid down his life, 
we all would now be dead. There's one more angel in heaven. There's one more star in the sky. Joseph will never forget you. It's tough, but we're gonna get by. There's one less place at our table. There's one more tear in my eye. But Joseph, the things that you stood for, like democracy, never die. Like love and peace, never die. The lead singer on that recording of One More Angel in Heaven is a wonderful performer named Maynard Williams, son of the celebrated actor and comedian Bill Maynard. The song, sung by Maynard Williams, made its debut when Frank Dunlop's Edinburgh show became the first West End production of Joseph in early 1973. The song is, of course, a parody, or perhaps a tribute to country music, and I feel this recording captures the essence of that type of music. Plus, it has humour and downright dishonesty, linked to an irresistibly catchy tune, without going over the top, as one or two stage presentations of One More Angel have done, too many yee-haws and too much barn dancing on occasion. So impressed were we with Maynard's vocal talents that Andrew and I recorded an album with him in 1974, entitled Ten Songs, for which we wrote several new numbers, which I intend to feature in a future Get Onto My Cloud very soon. Some interesting stuff there, including early versions of several songs which went on to become parts of musicals such as Evita and Sunset Boulevard. Anyway, last week, that is August the 11th, 2022, I was delighted to come back to the Edinburgh Festival precisely half a century later to reminisce about my life and times, but in particular about Joseph and Frank's interpretation thereof, with the distinguished broadcaster Ian Dale. Ian was hosting a daily series of interviews, primarily with politicians, which was a big daily draw. The day before me featured Jeremy Corbyn. The day after me, Keir Starmer. The politicians drew a far bigger audience than I did. But will Keir Starmer be asked back to reminisce in 2072? I rest my case. Talking to Ian, I was delighted to recall, in the city and festival where it happened, how much Andrew and I owe to Frank, without in any way destroying the innocence, humour and tunefulness of the work, he'd showed how he could stand up to a sophisticated and witty interpretation which could appeal to all ages. Since then, every professional show, from the London Palladium and Broadway downwards, retains influences of his original production, which has been crucial in sustaining its appeal over more than half a century. Frank's original cast was a vital factor. Gary Bond as Joseph, Gordon Waller as Pharaoh, and Ian Charlson was one of the brothers. None with us now, sad to say, none able to reflect on their 70s. Frank, however, is fit and well into his 90s and was back in Edinburgh in 2022 to help oversee the change of festival directors. He was the festival director from 1984 to 1991, a post shortly to be taken as I talk by Nicola 
Benedetti, a splendid choice. At the Edinburgh Festival and later in the West End, Pharaoh was played by Gordon Waller. Gordon was one half of a British vocal duo, Peter and Gordon, who'd been extremely successful internationally with a string of hit records in the mid-60s, beginning with A World Without Love, written for them by Paul McCartney when Beatlemania was at its height. When they went their separate ways, Gordon made some recordings with my then-boss, Norrie Paramore, so I got to know Gordon well, helping out on the sessions. Norrie cut some excellent tracks with Gordon, including one outstanding Jim Webb ballad, Rosecrans Boulevard, but nothing took off. Gordon was a superb pop singer, vocally on a par with Scott Walker. In the later years of his life, he and Peter reunited occasionally, and although in some respects time had taken its toll, his voice remained in great shape until the end. Here is Gordon as Pharaoh. Guess what? In his bed, Pharaoh had an uneasy night. He had had a dream that pinned him to his sheets with fright. No one knew the meaning of the dream. What to do, whatever could it mean? Then this lively lad said, I know of a broken jail whose hot on dreams could explain old Pharaoh's tile. Pharaoh said, Won't you fetch this Joseph man? I need him to help me. Ooh, I hope he can. Poor, poor Pharaoh, what you gonna do? Dreams are haunting you. Hey, what you gonna do? Poor, poor Pharaoh, what you gonna do? Dreams are haunting you. Hey, what you gonna do? Chained and bound, afraid of Seven fat cows came out of the night. And right behind these fine healthy animals came seven other cows, skin and violence. Such a monster supper should Because the thin ones were there to say Had ever, 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 ever been Well, this dream has got me baffled Hey, Joseph, won't you tell me what it means? I want to know that kings ain't stupid And baby, I don't have a clue So don't be cruel, Joseph Doing nothing in a field out of town. I saw some seven beautiful ears of corn. Well, they were right, but they were golden. But she kissed it right behind, and they can see it in other ears. Man, it tattered and torn. But she wanted one, but she wanted one. Well, the bad ones and the good ones. 
you see them? Well, Joseph, here's the punchline. A thing is gonna blow your mind. I really flip you live. Because the bad ones are bad as they have. In the river being as they were. Well, the dream has got me all shook up. A cheap and nice and tell me what it means. Hey, 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 Joseph. Won't you just tell me? I say, Pharaoh. Uh huh. What was that again? Hey, 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 Joseph. Won't you tell me? Gordon Waller giving his all as Elvis stroke Pharaoh. Peter Asher went into the management and production side of the music business when the Peter and Gordon hits were over and found speedy and great success with James Taylor, Linda Ronstadt, and many others, including Neil Diamond, Cher, Dinah Ross, and Randy Newman. From the moment I was first aware of the Joseph story when aged around seven, the fact that he had 11 brothers had me imagining them as a cricket team. Reuben was the wicketkeeper captain, Simeon the dashing Dennis Compton of the middle order, Asher and Dan the pace attack, and Gad a crafty leg spinner. No place for Joseph, away on tour in Egypt at the time. 2022, besides being the 50th anniversary of Joseph at the Edinburgh Festival, is also the 50th anniversary of the first time I organised a cricket match and assembled my own team, mainly because no other side would pick me. That game led to the creation of Heartache CC the following year, and they've now played 733 matches, winning and losing in roughly equal measure, although as I speak, on a winning streak of four. It's non-celebrity, non-charity, almost aggressively so. I've staggered out onto the field once or twice this summer, but even the term passenger flatters me these days. I cannot reminisce about Frank Dunlop's Edinburgh Festival production of Joseph without recalling the wonderful actor who played the title role, Gary Bond. He played the part with a perfect combination of innocence and knowingness, of charm and, as the character demands, a hint of arrogance. Gary became a good friend of both Andrew and me and made another significant contribution to our careers when he took over the role of Che Guevara from David Essex in the world's first production of Evita in London in 1978. He also played in Andrew's Aspects of Love, and although I didn't appreciate the fact at the time, I first saw him in the Arnold Wesker play Chips with Everything at the Royal Court in 1962. I was very young, of course. Gary had a long and distinguished theatrical and film career, which was cut off far too soon when he died in 1995, aged just 56. We were very lucky with our first adult Joseph. Here he is singing, almost inevitably, Any Dream Will Do. I closed my eyes, drew back the curtain to see for certain what I thought I knew far, far away. 
Someone was weeping, but the world was sleeping. Any dream will do. I wore my coat with golden lining, bright colors shining, wonderful and new. But the world was waking. Any dream will do. A crash of drums, a flash of light. My golden coat flew out of sight. The colors faded into darkness. I was left alone. May I return? Gary James Bond, still much missed. Fifty years after all that excitement, am I still able, I ask myself, to make a reasonable contribution to musical theatre? After, to put it mildly, a quiet couple of years, it's good to get back to work. A probable first UK production of Aida, music by Sir Elton, a possible return to Broadway for chess, music by Bjorn and Benny, and a definite new production of From Here to Eternity, music by Stuart Brayson. We open in October 2022 at the Charing Cross Theatre, an eight-week run, co-presented by the dynamic young producer Katie Lipson, directed by Brett Smock, who's done a couple of successful out-of-town versions of the show in New York, and I'm just young enough, still just young enough, to get reasonably excited. And I hope to keep these podcasts updated with what's going on or coming off. That was episode 66 of my podcast, Get Onto My Cloud, presented and written by me, Tim Rice, and produced by the impeccable Peter Hobbs. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 